0: Today's news, God's word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie live.
1: It is Bob Bernie live, but it's also the Don Crow show. Thank you for joining me. Uh, just a quick reminder: today, I believe is the end of the Bible League campaign here in Ohio, and I believe in Washington, D.C. as well. I know this is the last day for us here at WRFD. This is it, and I'm so grateful. I am so blessed. We have not only met our goal, we have exceeded it a considerable amount. And today is it. Uh, you can still give by calling 800-YES-WORD, whether you're in Washington, D.C., or that surrounding area, or here in Ohio. Same telephone number, 800-YES-WORD, or you can go online. If you're listening to WAVA, you go to WAVA.com. I mean, really easy. Click on the Bible League banner, and you can give quickly and securely here in Ohio. The Word columbus.com, and again, click on the Bible League banner and give quickly and securely. Uh, You folks in Washington, D.C., you are at right at 60% of your goal, and uh, today's the last day. I know, I know, I know that there are many of you listening to WAVA, you're listening right now to my voice. God's been speaking to you, and you've been wondering, should I give here's all I ask, and I ask this of my listeners here, and I ask this of you listening on WAVA. Pray about it. Ask God. The Bibles are five dollars apiece that includes the printing, shipping and distribution. It's incredible. I don't have time to explain all of it. I've done it many times, but it's true. Five dollars per Bible. Each Bible touches at least a dozen people. Can you imagine five dollars impacting a dozen people for eternity for five bucks? And I just believe there are some people in Washington, D.C. who could— Pledge a thousand or two thousand, or maybe five thousand, and today help you get to that goal. Now the goal really isn't important; it's just how many people can we get Bibles into their hands. So anyway, uh, I know this is the last day here. I think it is in Washington. I'm not sure, but I what I am sure of: you can still give today. 800 yes word when you call tell them which station you're listening to 800-937-9673. or go online wava.com or the com, and click on the Bible League banner before the break we were talking about Israel um it is hard to imagine what it is like to be a Jew in Israel. During the break, I was trying to think of ways that I could illustrate it. You know, I was thinking uh, Columbus is a city within the city limits of just about a million people. In the uh, suburban Columbus area, there may be close to two million people in the suburban area, all the suburbs and so forth imagine if you lived in a home and you had oh let's be generous and say an acre of property and your house is right smack dab in the middle of that acre of property and the rest of the entire city every one in the rest of the entire city hated you, despised you, and wanted you dead. Can you imagine what that would be like living that way? And you go in and out of your little compound, your little acre piece of land, and you know that right outside of your property you are completely surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of people all around you that hate you and want you dead well take a look at a map and look at the arab countries and then look at the nation of israel israel is completely totally surrounded and please remember israel the entire country is about the size of the state of new jersey that's the entire country. Then you take away the West Bank, which is large, and then you take away the Gaza Strip, which is 25 miles down the coast and about 8 or 9 miles wide, and you take that away from that little strip of ground that's about the size of New Jersey. And then you take a look at their neighbors. Now not every one of those Arabs in that in those countries want them dead but the majority do. That's what it is like for Israel. When the Holocaust ended, the cry was, never again, never forget, never again, never forget. I came across some startling statistics today. And I'm bringing this up so you know how to pray, okay? And you know how to interpret The news. Okay? Hamas has been responsible for absolutely unbelievably inhumane, barbaric, evil, wicked acts. Thousands of innocent people dead, intentionally, intentionally targeted. But when Israel retaliates, as they must and as they should, And innocent people are caught in that warfare and die. The entire world goes crazy. Israel killed innocent people. Israel. You will know how to interpret that. And you will grieve for the innocent people. Of course you should grieve for them. But you'll understand what's going on, and you'll understand that Hamas is to blame, not Israel. Israel is fighting for their life. They are fighting for their existence. All right, back to these statistics. After the Holocaust, never again, never forget. In one year, anti-Semitic incidents, these are actual, recorded, verified incidents here in America, anti Semitic incidents have risen four hundred percent over one year ago. Four hundred percent. This is from the news outlet, the National Desks Desk. Anti-Semitic incidents have been on the rise since the outbreak earlier this month of the Israel-Hamas Israel war. The Anti-Defamation League said last week that it has recorded a 400% increase in anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. alone compared to the same period last year. We have seen Jewish students attacked on several university campuses. We have seen Jewish individuals attacked on the streets of New York. We have seen Jewish businesses attacked. We've seen the horrible things that happened at Cornell University just a few days ago. Add to that. What is going on around the world? The airport in Russia just a couple of days ago that was stormed by a bunch of radicals waiting for an airplane to come in from Tel Aviv filled with Jews, and they came to the airport to kill the Jews when they got off the airplane. Fortunately, the plane was diverted and went to another airport. We are seeing things like this occur around world the world. Since World War II we have never seen this kind of anti-Jewish anti-Semitism not only here in America but around the world. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the Jewish leaders. Pray for our leaders that we will stand strong in supporting Israel. Pray that this war will come to an end quickly.
0: Bob wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net.
1: Yeah, check out CrossPower.net. Tell you about the ministry that my wife and I have. CrossPower.net. Uh, one more thing on the Israeli situation, the Israel-Hamas war. I I came across this today and I thought, are you serious? In the article, it says, and I quote, all right? The Biden administration is taking action to push back against the increase of anti-Semitic incidents on college campuses. You remember a few days ago, the uh, press secretary for President Biden was asked, are you concerned about the rise of anti-Semitism? Now we know that it's like 400% over last year. Yeah. She was asked... And she said, oh, the president is very concerned about the rise of anti-Semitism, but what we really need to be concerned about is uh, the hatred towards Palestinians. Remember that? I I don't have the quote. I don't have the audio. I I did a few days ago, but she spent like 10 seconds on the anti-Semitism, what's happening to the Jews. And she spent like 30, 45 seconds on, you know, we've got to be careful about Palestinians and the Arabs and, yeah. Anyway, all right, let me go back to this article. Quote, The Biden administration is taking action to push back against the increase of anti-Semitic incidents on college campuses. Quote, The rise in anti-Semitic threats of violence against Jewish students in schools and on college campuses is unwarranted and unacceptable, second gentleman Doug Imhoff said on Monday. Today, the Biden-Harris administration announced actions to track hate-related rhetoric online and provide further federal resources to schools. What?! Are you kidding me? The official comment from the Biden administration is from the second gentleman, the husband of Vice President Kamala Harris? Now, what do you think the news media would have said if something incredibly important happened and the news media wanted to know what is the White House what is the White House going to do this is during the Trump administration. And so the Trump administration releases an official statement from Mike Pence's wife. <laughs> now I think Mike Pence's wife seems to be a wonderful woman. But what would the news media have done? If the Trump administration had released an official statement on anti-Semitism from Mike Pence's wife, that would be the vice president's spouse. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the next presidential election cannot get here soon enough. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Okay. Okay. This is this is not really that important but it's fascinating to me. The uh, current Air Force 1 there are actually two of them and they are twins they are 747 Air Force 1s you know them you've seen pictures of them and uh, they've been flying for several years i don't remember when they went into service i could have looked but they're getting old and outdated Uh, You know, there's all the security things and so forth. So, way back in 2016, they began making plans for new Air Force Ones. Two of them. Because they have two Air Force Ones. By the way, any plane the President is on is officially Air Force One. If he got on a twin-engine Cessna and was flying as President, that would become Air Force One. But, You know the planes I'm talking about, the big ones that the president usually travels on. All right. Way back in 2016, they began talking, you know, we need to replace those, and we need to start working on it. And so they started putting plans together, diagrams, schematics. The big military officials met with the folks at Boeing and said it needs to have this, and it needs to have this. And by 2018, Boeing had come up with— the drawings, the diagrams, the schematics, what it would include, what it wouldn't include. 2018, they had everything on paper to modify two 747s that were already in existence. By the way, the 747s are not in commercial use hardly anywhere. Boeing, uh, I, I think they quit making them, but they have two that they're going to make into Air Force Ones. So by 2018... Everything was set, and Donald Trump was president, and he negotiated. And he lopped off $1 billion off the contract. He negotiated with Boeing, said, we're not going to pay that. And he knocked off $1 billion. That was in 2018. Today, Boeing, in association with the Air Force, announced... Boeing is going to lose $1 billion on each of the That's what they're going to lose. That's not what it costs to, to make them. They're going to lose $1 billion on each one, and they are expecting delivery of number one in 2027. 19 years to refit... A Boeing 747. Number two is expected to be delivered in 2028. 20 years. 20 years. Yes. Your federal government at work. All right. Thanks for joining me. Have a great evening. But please, please remember whose you are.